0: Hey friends, welcome to the Radical Radiance podcast. I am your host, Rebecca George, and I'm so thrilled to be with you today as we sit down and talk with my new friend, Elizabeth Woodson. I loved our conversation all about finding joy in suffering. We got to talk all about her new book, Embrace Your Life, and I just think this conversation is something we all need right now, and I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you. Before we get started, I want to share a quick sponsor with you, the Shine Bright Journal. The Shine Bright Journal is a free 100-page downloadable resource that you can go grab today at radicalradiance.live and I can't wait to hear about how God speaks to you through it. So let's get to it. Help me welcome our new friend, Elizabeth, to the show. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. I am so thrilled to have you today. Well, thank you, Rebecca. I'm excited to be here. I know. I am so excited about your new book. I'm going to say the title. It's called Embrace Your Life how to find joy when the life you have is not the life you hoped for. I told you before we hit record, I just think this is such a timely message for right now and what we're all going through, what we're still going through, <laughs> and maybe maybe some seasons of life for people that aren't quite what they had imagined for this year. And so I can imagine, you know, and we talked, you were about – you writing kind of the proposal in the, the height of the pandemic and kind of walking through the publishing process. And I'm, I'm doing the same with a totally different book. Yeah. And so I know what that feels like, but I'm just putting myself in your shoes of writing this book proposal in the middle of the world being upside down. And I just want to hear your heart for, I don't know what led you to say like, okay, God. Yep. We're going to stack hands on this, and I'm going to work on this really hard book. It's a hard topic.
1: It's a hard topic. You know, it's it's probably been something that's stirred in me for a long time, um, yeah. probably just a mixture of just my own life, because we all have stuff that we wish would be something else, but we've got to learn how to carry it, but also working in ministry, and so mm. having people come in my office and sit in my chair and they've got issues that aren't going to go away when they leave my office. Yeah. And so how do I give them substantive truth and not just sugary, sweet stuff that'll help them make go over for a little bit, but it's not going to sustain them? And then you're in the middle of this pandemic and people are having really hard things happen, some, some immediately overnight. And it's like, okay... God, we know you're in this, but what do we? Yeah. how do we take our faith and find you and find truth and find substance to help us make it through the season? Mm, and so yeah. all of that came together
0: for the book. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. And one of the things you talk about, and I'd love to dig into this, is this idea of it being okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. I think so many times especially in the last couple of years, we just stuff everything. And I, and I can raise my hand as the chief of sinners. Oh, yeah. of I am a stuffer. I stuff stuff under the rug. Um, I do it in relationships. I do it just in everyday life. And it's something that I've really had to work on. So how do we have a paradigm shift there to begin to realize, yes, it's okay to not be okay. And how do we how do we do that well? I'm not teeing up the question great for you, but I think you know what I mean. <laughs> like, how do we do yeah. this well? How do we not be okay well? <laughs> well,
1: you know, I, I think it's us having two things. One, on the practical side, and I and the chief of centers too. Amazon Prime and me got really acclimated during the <laughs> pandemic. So I tell people I got packages outside my door too that probably don't need to be there. But yeah. it is your pain doesn't go away. So I think sometimes we live with this fallacy that, oh, I can stuff it down or I can eat it away or I can just shop for all the things or do some other things that create uh, difficult habits to overcome. And we just think it'll be okay. And it isn't like it comes up and... Mm -hmm. In our disposition during the day, it comes up in our relationships with other people. You know, I've had seasons of my life where I was going through something really hard and then the Lord just brought me out and I had people like, man, you just look so peaceful. And I was like, and did I look that bad? (laughs) Like like it was just all on my my body and my face and we carry it. And so one thing is, okay, if it's not going to go away, what can I do with it? And then two is we have a faith. That throughout scripture, we have example after example of the people of God bringing their sorrows to the Lord. He does not ask mm. us to be super strong. In fact, he tells us it is in our weakness that we find the power to live through the hard moments because when we're mm. weak, his strength kicks in. Um, yeah. and so you Sometimes know, it's just
0: like reading Psalms Yeah. when I feel like I need to remember that it's okay to just cry out to God. Hey, friends, quick break in this conversation to remind you of something. If you are loving the show, you're loving the conversations we're having, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would leave a rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts for Radical Radiance. When that happens, when more of those happen, the show gets put in front of more women, and in turn, it allows them the opportunity to take part in conversations that will show them more about what it looks like to radiate the heart of Jesus, and I can can't think of anything better than that so it would mean the world to me if you would take just two minutes of your time and leave a rating and a written review i'd love to hear what you think now let's get back to the conversation you know yep yep yeah it's like we see it all the time yeah it's everywhere in scripture Mm -hmm. and so i love that you talk about that and another thing that i think is really hard for people and i mean it's the last season of our lives has just been filled with so much uncertainty. And so when life doesn't look like we thought it would, and yet we have people to take care of and a job to do and a life to live, what does it look like for us to move forward even when we don't have all the answers? What does that look like?
1: Yeah, in the seasons we don't have all the answers, you know, this is things that a lot of what's in the book is, and what I've wrestled with in my own season is what can I go back to that is true and steady? And the only thing Mm -hmm. I know of that's always true and steady is what's connected to who God is. And in some sense, who we are because of who he is. And so how can we remind ourselves that even when we feel like we're not in control, he is because if he's sovereign, Mm -hmm. that he's in control of all things. We don't have the answers. He has the answers that when we can't have all the things we need that he's able to provide. Like, that's why we read scripture Mm -hmm. to remind ourselves of who God is at all times um, and that our responsibility is just to take care of what's in front of us. And he's got everything else. And again, sometimes you just need to be reminded, okay, it's okay, I don't know all the answers. I'm walking yeah. with one who does, and he never lets us down. Um, yeah. And so it's that truth that grounds me.
0: Yeah, me too. And one of the things about God that just gets me, it's my favorite quality about him, I think, at least in this season of my life, is his immutability. Like the fact that he yeah. doesn't change Yep. because of that. I can stand on everything else that I know is true about him. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can yeah. I can think about his sovereignty. I can think about his um I, all the things that we know to be true to him about him. I couldn't stand on that if I knew it could change, right? right? Like like I change or or like you change. And so that just gives me so much comfort in the midst of a life that changes all the time and has been marked by change in the last few years, you know? So that's something about him that I just know in my life. I've, I point myself back to all the time, like everything around you can shift and change and is shifting and is changing, but he's not. And so that just encourages me so much. Mm -hmm. So, okay. One of the other pieces of the book that I am excited to talk about, I always love this conversation is choosing joy in the midst Mm -hmm. of really hard things, in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of change. I'm curious your thoughts on that. Like, what does what does that look like for you? How would you want to encourage listeners in that?
1: Yeah, the hard seasons can cloud our vision. And so all we focus on is what I call longing or the one thing that is just really hard or the one thing we don't have. Or maybe it's a few things. um, And that Mm. clouds us from the beauty and goodness that we do have. And I earnestly believe that in every season, no matter how hard or difficult, because I don't want to minimize what people carry, is that God has goodness for us and it's shown up. And so even as I think about this past season in my life, I'm a very reflective person And I have come across blessings that God has put in my way that maybe I didn't have the eyes to see, right? Like we pray Mm. for deliverance and we want the plane to rescue us. And maybe he gave us a bike (laughs) and we didn't want the bike. Yeah, we do not want the bike. (laughs) We don't want the bike, but he still showed up. And so for me, it is, it is how do I cultivate the habit of gratitude? Like that is something Mm. practically for me when it comes to joy, It's celebrating the things that God has done and being really specific about them. And so I love, you know, he's given us the sunshine and he's given us the trees. But let me say, Lord, you had a friend call me when I was going through a really difficult time and they were there to listen to me. Thank you for seeing me. And as I do that, I'm like, God, you're here and your goodness is here. And and joy and sorrow can coexist. I think sometimes we think it's Mm. one or the other. And the mystery of how we are human, they go together in our world. And it is, where is God's goodness? How can I celebrate him for that? And in that process, um, I'm focusing on who Jesus is and ultimately finding joy.
0: Yeah, Yeah. we so don't want them to coexist, Mm -hmm. don't don't we? Like we want it to be black and white and it's just not. And there's there's a handful of things like that on this side of heaven where it's like, we just yearn to have it all figured out, right? Like we... Um I don't know i'm I'm thinking of like the sovereignty of God and human responsibility like where does yeah. one end and the other begin I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I know God's sovereignty doesn't end. where does my responsibility be? I don't know like exactly but, but he left us with everything that we needed in his word, and I trust that yeah. right and so joy and suffering and joy and hardship is another one of those things that um we can either be frustrated by the mystery or let it lead us back to who God is, you know? Exactly. And, um, and that always points me back to to gratitude, right? If I can mm-hmm. allow myself to, to get to that spot. So I love that. And one of the other things that I think matters so much, like of all the things that I was excited to talk to you about, this was the one that I was probably <laughs> the most excited about in the book. And that is, The questions and the conversations that we shouldn't say or have with a friend Mm -hmm. who is hurting. And I'll tell you why that matters to me. Several years ago, my mom went through a cancer journey and, Mm -hmm. praise the Lord, she's seven or eight years on the other side of it to the glory of God. However, comma. (laughs) Um, During all of that, I just can't begin to tell you how many um, comments and, and things people would say that I just began realizing, like, this is so unhelpful. Like yeah. it's so unhelpful of you to ask if I've, if I've found out if her cancer is hereditary, like my mom is battling cancer right now. Like we worry about me here in a few months, you know, like, and there just were some things that people said that, um, and it's so out of well intention, right? Most of the time. And so I've wrestled through that myself of, okay, now that we're on the other side of this journey, what has that taught me about caring for people who are hurting really well? I know for me, and then I'm just going to let you talk for me. It was so much more about just the ministry of presence. When my mom was going through what she was going through some, most of the time words were not necessary. (laughs) Um, and just being with me in the middle of the hurt was what I needed. Um, I don't know. I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that, because it's something that I've I've seen friends really show up and and love on me well. And I I hope and pray I can do the same for them. But um, I've also had the opposite happen. So, yeah, let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, we want answers like we want a formula. of This is why something happened to you. And so this is how you can fix it. This is how you can prevent it from happening another time. And a lot of times there aren't really clear answers for the hard things. Yeah. And so I often think of Job and his friends, mm-hmm. and how as I read through that book, his friends' words sound a lot like the things I said in past seasons or the things people have said to me. Um, I mm-hmm. talk a lot about my singleness in the book. The book is not a book about singleness, but I just, you know, it's a parallel to longing um, that a lot sure. of people have. And people just make it, well, you're, you're, God's not done with you yet in your single season, or um, if you do, if you serve, or if you pray harder, or maybe your faith's not really strong enough. And it's just like, look, this is God's sovereignty. <laughs> there really isn't a reason. Yeah.
0: And if that were <laughs> true, there's a lot of people that wouldn't be married exactly. right now that are married. <laughs> right. If that was the road to marriage, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like, Hard things happen to people who do wonderful things for the Lord. Yes. And yes. so it just is there. We want answers because that makes us feel like we can, we need to feel like we need to fix something for our friend. Um, mm. You know, one of my favorites, that's my favorite to tell people to not to say is Romans 8, 28 is word. It's true. It's wisdom. But timing is everything. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, we know all things work together for the good. But maybe we leave that for like Six months after I've gotten over what um, I'm walking through yeah. or, you know, people who aren't, who are uncomfortable with pain. And so yeah. how can we just get past this and, you know, girl, you need to get a hobby or it's not that big of a deal or it'll be over tomorrow. Whatever it is, it's like, he's going to fix it. You're going to get delivered. And it's just like, maybe, mm, or maybe God's yeah. blessing in my life is sustaining power. And so yes. like you said, what I have found to be the, Biggest blessing is just showing up for people. Just yeah. being there, bringing a meal, sitting with people, waiting for them to talk and share what they want to say, um, yeah. that people feel the love in your physical presence with them. Because your words, yep. they're not looking to you for answers.
0: They just want yeah. you to be there. Yeah, that's so good. And I'm going back to Romans eight twenty-eight and just the thought of all things work together for good. I think our idea of that is often so much different than god's purpose for that in his kingdom right like we have our idea of what what quote good would be and i think sometimes we we so misinterpret that verse to mean all things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purposes like okay that means that my desires my selfish desires are going to come to pass rather than exactly what god has authored for my life and that's hard that's yep. really hard. So yeah. actually, I I so agree with you that it's one of the worst <laughs> things that you could say because it's kind of misinterpreted, right? Like yep. if it's singleness and marriage is the desire and that's not what God has for you in this mm-hmm. season, then the worst thing I could say to you is, oh, it's going to work together for good because that's just what God does. Yep. No, that actually might not be what he has for you in this season. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that He ha- he's not at work in you. It doesn't mean that... Um, you're not being used by him and you're not being transformed more into the likeness of Jesus. Like that can all happen for your good and for his glory, but it might not look like what you want it to look like, you know? So yeah, I just, I yeah, no. matters. Our words matter.
1: They do. Wisdom, wisdom with our words. I had a friend, you know, just recently just talk about, you know, then they're walking through their own season they want to be a place where they can receive what what God's goodness for them is, even if it doesn't include the good they want. Mm. Um, that we're able to surrender to, okay, God, you have a def- different definition of goodness, and I'm going to trust that yours is better, and I'm going to surrender yeah. and just follow you. And that's not easy, and that's not necessarily something that we might introduce to someone in their season of suffering. I think yeah. that's the Holy Spirit giving us wisdom and stretching our spiritual maturity Boundary, so to speak, but it is, it's, Lord, whatever you would have, let me have a heart that wants that. And that whole desire is a process. Like it doesn't happen overnight, but that's a sweet place. I think when we can surrender all that we have to
0: the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. The last thing I want to chat about is this idea of how our deep wounds and our hurts can lead ultimately to joy. Mm-hmm. and that we can get from from one place to, to joy, right? Yep. And sometimes in the midst of going through hardship, that's really hard to see. Mm-hmm. And so how would you want to encourage somebody in that today who just feels like they're in the midst of suffering or hardship? What does it look like to let those wounds lead to joy?
1: Yeah. Our wounds... You come to a point, I think most of us, where you... It's like, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. The moments where you don't want to put your feet on the ground. You're just head on the pillow. Life is too much and it's overwhelming. Um, It's like, am I going to live the life that I've been given? And I believe in that those moments are wounds lead us to the Lord. Because it's like, Mm. I don't have anything else. Like, all I have is you. And you see God be who he says he is. Like, Mm. when you see him be faithful... Um, it it changes how you view the world. It changes your relationship with God. When you see the things that you've read about so much in scripture be true for you, but it also gives you um, a deep understanding of what really matters in this life. And again, this is a process, mm. right? It's not something that happens immediately overnight, but as we go to the only one who can ultimately hear our wounds, he does something. And so what I like to tell people is there's always hope. Like we are not in this by ourselves, that you're not walking by yourself. You don't have to muster up all the strength to do yeah. what you need to do by yourself, that God is working in ways that you can't even see right now, that his love yeah. for us is beyond what we could even do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And in that place, when we just say, you know what? I'm going to go to the Lord. And every yeah. day I'm going to show up to him. And Lord, give me what I need for today. He does something and I think it's as we look back over the season or over the past few weeks or over the past few months we see, well, I'm a different person. Like I'm yeah. still standing because of the Lord and we recount his goodness. And it is in that place that we, we under we wouldn't have understood that if we hadn't gone through it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make what we went through okay. Sure. But something happened in us and through us because of that. And I think that is where this this joy of oh, this is who God is and I get to be in community with him and Mm -hmm. this lasts for eternity and all the stuff I'm dealing with has an end date on it, but the goodness that I get with him doesn't. Um, Mm. And to me, that's this deeply rooted place of joy that our wounds can give us over time with the Lord.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And it helps us see purpose in it and sometimes we see that in hindsight, right? And I can see that with my mom's cancer journey on the other side of it. Um, There's so much that God taught me as her daughter walking alongside her in that there's so much that she learned in that that um i'd love that god maybe could have taught her that in another way (laughs) right yeah like we totally (laughs) would have chosen that um but it was it but it was the path that he chose and um and that has led us to joy. I, yeah. I can see evidence of that. So that's so good. Well, there's a question that I ask all of our guests, and I'm so excited to ask you. So the podcast is called Radical Radiance, really with a heart to help women see more about what it looks like to radiate the heart of Christ and all that they yeah. do in their life, their work, relationships, their hardships, yep. all the things. And so the question that I love asking is, what about Jesus makes you radiant?
1: Oh, gosh. Uh, I think it is, <laughs> it's like, we don't have the time, <laughs> you know, for me to recall the things. It's like, how much time we got? Um, but I will yeah. say this one thing, <laughs> um, it's that he came to fix our mess, right? Like mm. people, I have sat in ministry with people come in my office and in my chair, and they've just got stuff that just makes it hard to get your arms around them. And their response, yeah. they what they've received from other people is rejection, like, mm-hmm. you're too much for me. Your life's too much. I don't want to carry it. And what we see with Jesus is that we're never too much. Like, mm. never too much. That he enters into the most broken places of our lives and brings healing and restoration and love, again, that has no bounds.
0: Mm.
1: And to me, that that is just like, oh, that, that's mm-hmm. what I get when I when I put my faith in Jesus. And again, such contrast. Some of the experiences I've had, I know that other people have, that with the Lord, there's full acceptance. Yeah. Even in the awkward, vulnerable places that maybe we feel a little shame about, um, that the Lord enters in and brings his light and his love. And so that, yeah, that to me is what is radiant or what I love about the Lord
0: that's so good. So good. Well, I am so grateful for this book. I can't wait for it to be out into the world. It will be out just a few days after this episode airs, so I can't wait for our friends to go get their hands on a copy of Embrace Your Life: How to Find Joy When the Life You Have is Not the Life You Hoped For. Elizabeth, I'm so grateful for you. Before I let you go, I want you to share how can people connect with you? if you have any pre-order bonuses all the things yeah. that you're sharing with people right now tell us all about that
1: that you can follow me on all the platforms social media platforms at miss jazzy liz m i s s j a z z y l i z Um, you can check out the book. I have some pre-order teaching videos. So I do a special four-part teaching video series to the life of Joshua. And then just a curated list of sermons and podcasts and books and a a Spotify playlist that you can uh, dig deeper into as you read through the book. And all of that is available at embraceyourlifebook.com.
0: Awesome. Elizabeth, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you, Rebecca. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Elizabeth as much as I did, and I hope you go grab a copy of Embrace Your Life today. In episode, we get to sit down again with my friend, Nicole Zazowski, to talk all about her new book, What If It's Wonderful. I loved this conversation. I think you will, too. So join me then as we sit down with Nicole.